Hola, te amo es David y Ellis. This week on 80 Page Giants, fuck Jeb Bush. What would you do? <laughs> what would you do to fuck Jeb Bush? <laughs> Comics don't hold value anymore. Well, no, I was supposed to be named off of LSD. Welcome to another episode of 80 Page Giants. I am your host, David. Joining me this week is sidekick Ellis. <laughs> That's terrifying. That was terrifying. <laughs> Ellis was recording from a very creepy, non-marked white van. <laughs> Legion of Leia contributor, Michael Espinos. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, welcome back again, buddy. And co-CEO of the 80 Page Giants podcast and contributor to 80pagegiants.com, Kayla. Hi, hi guys, how are you? Nothing, they gave you nothing. <laughs> I think they're giving you the silent treatment. Nah. How's everyone been? Pretty dead. Super busy. Yeah. Yeah, how's school, guys, since neither of us go to school on different aspects? Like, what's it like being a student, Ellis, and Mike, you teach? Well, I mean, we were students at one time I know, time but also. I'm just saying okay. they're there now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think Ellis has started back yet. I'm not in school yet. Okay. No. David told me to quit it. That's true. <laughs> Podcasting is the future. Podcasting is the future. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Podcast and mixtapes. That's how I live. That's it. Uh, today was the first day back for me, so I mean, it was it was pretty crazy. So, like when we went to school, obviously as kids, we all know. Did you like you get like the first day of school like that kind of like nervousness? Do you feel that as a teacher ever, or not really? It's not nervousness um, when you go back to school. It's more like okay, anticipation. I got a list of things I need to accomplish, goals like that, right. and um, I also am kind of curious of how big of assholes my students are going to be. Fair enough. <laughs> Do you want to name names? No. I'll, name names. I'll say Ellis right now. No, we, we convinced Ellis to drop out, remember? That's fair. Yeah. Listen, some of the best people in the world have dropped out of school. And so have a lot of bums. Well, hey, you know, with hearts of gold, some of them, some of them are great. Maybe my dream is to be a bum. That's true. Chase your dreams. That's true. Exactly. <laughs> Panhandling is the future. You know they make a ton of money doing that? Yes. Yeah. Well, some people. I told you uh, my friend Colleen did a like essay in college for that i thought you were gonna say your friend colleen was panhandling <laughs> well no in maryland there is a place that's called uh the homeless woods or something it's like right off the maryland turnpike and it's just like a bunch of homeless tree people so um her dad is a that's a shout back to uh uk mike has very <laughs> terrible comments callbacks <laughs> anyways long story short she wrote a paper about um, homeless people and how much money they make panhandling. And some of them actually make close to like $800 a day. Wow. During, you know, rush hour traffic, like early in the mornings, during mm -hmm. lunch and at night. And those, they don't stand out there all day. They only stand out there during those hours. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's crazy. Especially ones with signs that said, just lost my job, have three kids. And yeah. So if any homeless people are listening to this <laughs> while you're standing on the side of the road and you want to donate to the show, then you can do that also. We'll have info for that at the end for our exclusive homeless people program. I'm part of it. 
before we get started, you can listen to us every week on iTunes. Just type in 80 Page Giants or on SoundCloud.com slash 80 Page Giants. Um, if you go on iTunes, you can subscribe to the show. You can rate and review us and say really cool things about us in your review. And we will pop up every week as soon as Ellis gets done editing them and throwing them online for you. Mm-hmm. And if you have any questions or comments or if you want to say, hey, David and Ellis, we don't want to see this person on the show ever again, Kayla, you can email us at 80pagegiants at gmail.com. I wasn't saying You're, anything. You were thinking about it. And that to well, me. I was thinking about Ellis. Like, why? Like, what if somebody doesn't want Ellis on the show ever again? Well, like, I'm listen. I'm not saying any names. For the right price, we can accommodate that. <laughs> Ellis has a price. Yeah. And it's like half a penny, I think, right? Is it half a penny is what you'll do for things for? Yes. All right. What would you do? No. <laughs> Sorry. Was Beyonce on the show just now? The vocal pitch was perfect. Yay. <laughs> um, okay, so this week we're talking about a conversation that comes up from time to time amongst comic collectors, and that's digital versus physical copies of comic books. And Mike, I know that you had just written an article on Legion of Leia um, about that as part of one of your recent comic book reviews. Yeah, um, I've got pretty strong views. I'm I'm actually making the move to digital. Okay, so would you say you're a radical? Um, honestly, I'm pra- pra- uh, pragmatist. God, I can't talk. Okay. Uh, comics don't hold value. I mean, that's that's my biggest argument for it. Is I comics agree. don't hold value anymore. Mm-hmm. There's no point in personally owning them. They take up a ton of space. You have to buy, you know, long boxes. You have to buy uh, the, the 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 bag and board and it's it's just it's a waste of money. <laughs> Go ahead, please say it into the mic. <laughs> Kayla, I'm so sorry. I'm looking around David's room right now, and it's nothing it's but long apartment. box. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, that makes it even better. His whole entire apartment is full of long boxes and bags and boards, and. I- <laughs> As you're saying, takes up space. <laughs> well, see, David's practical, though, because if a hurricane comes through, you know he's got a bunker going already. That's true. Those long boxes. Stay woke. I, I want to put everything in a vacuum-sealed bag. But I'm right there with him because this hurricane is, like, a little ways out. And the only thing I'm worried it about... passed already. That no, was, there's the, a new one. The Danny? Danny? No, there's Erica now. Oh, Erica? Yeah, uh, she's actually going to hit us. Uh, hurricane Ellis? Oh, hey, <laughs> stay woke. <laughs> They never use the same name twice, right? No. Yeah, okay. They go down the list. Did they have an Ellis? I don't Yeah, know. they did. Did they? Yeah. Ages ago. Ages ago? <laughs> That's what your parents named you after? Hurricane <laughs> Ellis. Okay, we're wildly like... off topic. Well, no, I was supposed to be named off of LSD, like the drug. Oh, oh hey, stay woke. LSD, that's dope. Um, that's but... actually the name of Ellis and I's new rap group, is LSD. <laughs> we're off topic. Okay, so I kind of agree with Mike in that when... Digital comics first came out, and or not first came out, but I feel like around 2011 when DC launched the new 52 was one of the big pushes to digital stuff um, that I remember. And I was really at a point where I was over collecting comics. I was in the same kind of boat that Mike is in, where I uh, I just didn't care anymore. Like I thought it was dumb. I wanted to save space, and I thought I, I, where I live, and I mentioned before on the show, I live three and a half hours away from the nearest comic book shop. 
So I wasn't able to get stuff when it came out anyways, and digital comics gave me the opportunity to read comics as soon as they were out. You know, as soon as that app updates on your phone, you can have all the comics you want that are, you know, brand new issues and a bunch of back issues of things too. So when I first got into it, I was like, okay, this is great. I can still read comics. And it actually helped me because I was kind of like at that point in time, I was kind of falling on out of it. And that kind of helped pull me back in and the fact that I had so much access to things right away. But eventually I want I started wanting to own them again because of me. Yeah. Honestly, it was uh, you and Anthony. And I uh, just I wanted to physically have I I know that they don't hold any value whatsoever. Mine do. But I like that I have, you know, these issues. I can pull them out and look at them and flip through them. Um, I still very much enjoy reading a physical comic book. I'm a variant girl. That's very true. But what about your comic tastes? (laughs) I like my variants. And um, I have spent ridiculous amount of money on variant covers. But they hold their value right now. I mean, the first... Bat, new 52 Batman and Superman. I got the sketch cover. I paid $35 for it. It's worth $250 right now. It, I don't know. I, I would probably never sell it, but at least I know it has some face value. Right. Oh, and uh, Value in comics is a good thing if you can find it with the variants, but you're looking at you know 10 bucks a pop per comic, which really brings down how many comics you're buying. And are you reading your variants, or are you just bagging them and buying a... a regular issue well i read the issue on you know digital but the yeah. variants i never break open yeah we both do that where i will i'll whatever i can get digital because some certain comics they're just not online because they're from a smaller publisher or whatever mm-hmm. but as far as like anything dc or image or marvel if i want to read it you know brand new like when batman comes out or jla just came out today when that comes out i will read it digitally right away and then i will go and order a physical copy to put in my long box that I probably won't ever touch. Right. And, I mean, if you're buying variants, that's a great way to go. Variants are something that's going to have value. I'm not a big variant. I completely variant. agree with that. Yeah, he doesn't buy variants. Um, the variants depend on the artist doing it to, for me. Like, I, I got into the Mike Allred variants that DC did. I got into the uh, the Darwin Cook ones. But outside of that, I'm not a big variant person. I just, like, physically – I want to have a complete set of something. As long as you don't say Scotty Young, I'm happy. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> well, and – for instance, like I read Invader Zim, and that's not digital. Like right. Omni Press doesn't have an app, and um, yeah, I like for instance the uh, Nightwing run, issue one and issue four because it introduces Batgirl into the New Fifty Two. Um, they're worth like a hundred and twenty dollars a piece right now just to get issue one and issue four of Nightwing. Right, and it's also because Nightwing was a short run because it wasn't expected to succeed at the time. Yeah, but what can we say? Grayson's not doing much better. Yeah. I so, want Grayson to be good, but it's not. You know, I was thinking uh, last night, actually, I wish what they were doing with Grayson is what they would do with Black Canary and give her like a really cool super spy book. Well, you don't like the... Uh... The hipster band. I like the hipster bands. It's fine. I know you're not a fan of it, but I would prefer. I think it would it would it would be a really cool direction for her and give her kind of maybe more of a kick ass. 
feel that got that maybe got closer to her regular character if she was like in a cool super spy book like what they're doing in Grayson. Oh, I could see that for sure. You know. Ellis, what are your opinions on digital versus physical? I I like both. I like to get both, like how you guys do it. Like I'll get if I really like the issue, I'll get the physical and the digital. But if it's like like how these past Batman uh issues have been, I'm not getting any of them physical. I'll just get them digital. What? I really didn't like them. Like right. They they're pretty bad. I'm okay with both. I don't I can't hate either. But I'm not going to be collecting a lot of uh, physical copies due to me just have like me being able to get digital. I, I will say, I, I, I mean, in the long run, I'm very aware that they're eventually going to stop printing physical comic books. You know, dead. no, I think they will. Honestly, I, I mean, they still make CDs. They still make VHS. There's actually yeah. a copy of Frozen on VHS out there. Well, that's because my brother is the only person who still buys VHS tapes. But uh, I, I don't think, outside of like a very niche collector's market, I don't really see comic books lasting that far. I mean, like I have a, a younger brother who is four years old, and everything he knows in life is iPads digital. and touchscreens and everything digital, right? And I just can't imagine him when he's my age like sitting down with like a physical magazine or something a physical print copy of 50 shades of gray right and also yeah, well that's weird i don't want to picture my <laughs> little brother reading 50 shades of gray but like it feel it seems like it would be cheaper in the long run you know and especially considering that comic books don't make nearly as much money as their movies or tv show counterparts and that's also kind of one of the reasons that have helped push me to buying old comics too is just kind of snap them up while I still can. I was at uh, uh, Wizard World Chicago, and I'll tell you right now, there is no lack of old comics. Oh yeah, that was that place was just miles and miles of long boxes of crap. <laughs> well, what constitutes crap? Man, this New Warriors um, just. Like I said, miles and miles of crap. It's, it's, it's tough to really define it more than just like you're looking through it and you're going, why am I wasting my time flipping these? Why does somebody bother to put them in plastic? Because <laughs> so, there's someone out there who is like, I want the entire New Warriors run from 1992. Oh, God. But no, I mean, digital, when it comes down to digital, yes, I agree. Variant covers will maintain their value. And I agree with you that most of the people will be going towards digital, which opens up a whole new world. Have you read DC Bombshells? I have not. I think, Kayla, did you read that? Yes. That is a great book that took a weird turn in the fourth um, in the yeah. fourth issue because it went from being a fun-loving introductory issue to let's address PTSD. Yeah. And what else? Did you get like a League of Their Own feel to it? In the first issue, yeah, in with the first that girl. Issue. Okay, yeah, it definitely was like, oh, this is a league of their own, but with superheroes. Yeah, well, no, it's, the definitely hit the, it's definitely hit the um, Starfire. You know, I as far as the variants go, I actually do think about that because I wonder, say, 15 years from now, 
somebody decides, you know what, I want to get the entire New 52 Batman run that I liked when I was a kid or, you know, whatever. When they go to, like, to fill out their collection, are they going to want to, like, if the if it comes down between getting the variant or getting just the regular cover issue to fill out your series, what do you think someone's going to go for? See, that's just collective preference at that point. I don't think you can, but you can never put a finger about on it. holding value in the long run. I mean, there's somebody who's going to be like, you know what, I just want to see the numbers complete, and they're just going to buy the dollar issues on a Sunday at some Comic-Con. Those people are savages. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd like, I don't know. I don't see a lot of people, well, I guess I don't see a lot of people in general trying to, like, complete a Youngbloods run, much less, like, worrying about the variant covers. I agree with that, but, um, I mean, if people didn't have such varied and different tastes and things that they collected, right. comic book collectors wouldn't have stuff to argue about. It's as simple as that. <laughs> That's fair. So, in the long run, where do you see physical comics going if you don't see them becoming obsolete? I see them going to, instead of variants, it's going to be, you could buy the physical copy. Right. It's going and to the homeless it. people on the street corners. Are they going to sell you comics? Or are they going to use the comics to build shelter? Or wipe their butts with? I okay. don't know. Well, that's fair. So it's going to go to my family? What? Wow. You're a creeper. <laughs> That's super. Are you bringing comics home for your family to use as toilet paper? Yes. All right. So he did purchase the new Batman run. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's super heavy arc. Jesus Christ. I like it. I'm just waiting it for it to be over. I just want to know who Mr. Bloom is. It's actually Mike Espinos from Legion of Leia. <laughs> ah, I was thinking he was from Spawn. Who's Mr. Bloom? Mr. Bloom is the new villain in Batman. Mm-hmm. So. Mr. Bloom looks like Greg Capullo ripped him right out of his history as a Spawn artist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ellis actually pointed out some really cool uh, um, image or a, a, a weird connection between Mr. Bloom and Julie Madison. Because she has like the same kind of sunflower tattoo designs that are always around Mr. Bloom. Oh, I thought you were talking about Ellis and Ashley Madison. Yeah, no, Ellis actually, hey, exclusive, Ellis was caught up in the Ashley Madison scandal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, Ellis was, turns out he was a married man who was looking for women on Ashley Madison. Speaking of getting off topic, didn't you have something to say about a former governor of yours? Fuck Jeb Bush. What would you do? (laughs) What would you do to fuck Jeb Bush? (laughs) Would you join Ashley Madison? Oh, he's probably on there. Uh, yes, he is married. You know who was else? Who else was on? Uh, caught up in the Ashley Madison scandal was you need a UK Mike. Both are co-host Mikes. Mikey Love and UK Mike. Yeah, but not Mike Espinos. He would never. No. no. Okay. He has children. That's fair. Yes. That's fair. No offense to Mike. Which we one? Way Mike. Right. Children don't stop that. Okay. Like, well, they're small. They can't keep you back. You just swat them out of the way. <laughs> Do I really need to say? I think that's what Ryan did to me. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, wow. Okay, so let's let's focus somewhat. Let's reel this in here, um, Mike. I, I believe you were saying on the what you see as the future of comics going to, if not just strictly digital. Yeah. No. I mean, as the as the um, the readership of comics continues to 
go on, we're getting more and more infusion of people who've grown up with an iPad in their hand. Right. I mean, kids today, that's it used to be, you know, you plug a VCR, you plug them into the VCR or the TV, and it'll they'll mm-hmm. do that. But nowadays, it's you plug them into the iPad, and that's, uh, you know, substitute parenting. You're going to see these kids who are coming up, and the fact is that you can take your comics anywhere with you. It's just like having a Kindle at first when you realize that you can yeah. go anywhere with this. Plus, you don't have to worry about looking like a nerd, not like anyone does anymore, because reading comics is cool. Yeah. But, you know, it's 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 one of those things where you can read whatever you want. And say, for example, you don't want to look like a perv, but you really love the story arc of Lady Death or any of this stuff by Zenoscope. Right. Well, you can read it. It's the same reason my grandmother bought a Kindle. It's so she could read Fifty Shades of Grey without being embarrassed. Yo, shout out to your grandma reading Fifty yeah, Shades of Grey. Yeah, there we go. I thought you were going to say she reads Lady Death, which would have been super cool. No, well, I mean, my grandma might read Lady Death. She's she's kind of a cool chick, but so well, okay. So all that being said, doesn't that kind of stand to reason that in the long run, physical comics would get phased out? Yeah, I think in the long run, a vast majority of what comes out every week will get phased out from physical comics. I don't think you'll ever get rid of physical comics in its entirety. The big companies just like it too much, and it's a nostalgia thing. You can always sell nostalgia. Yeah, but you could also. I mean. I would say this, I could see it going digital and then trade paperbacks, but your weekly Wednesday comics eventually, you know, like I think there'll probably always be like maybe like some young upstart indie company who does something, you know, because it's cool and niche. But I think outside of that, because like I got to assume Disney has to look at figures and even though Marvel's kind of killing the game, it still doesn't compare to what they're doing with movies and TV. And I agree with I feel that. Like Disney's going to be like, you know what? We don't need to do this because these chumps will pay the same amount of money for a digital comic as they will for a physical one. And we'll actually save money by not having to pay printers. Oh, just wait. You're also going to see somebody who changes the game. They tried it with Batman Beyond uh, a while back where they were putting out comics like two pages or three pages at a time every day. Yeah. And also um, like a newspaper comic. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's coming out with like a you know a page or two a day. This way, you don't have to wait a week until you get your next comic, and people are hooked into it, and they're paying, you know, twenty cents a page or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a dollar a page, I think. Was it? Well, that I mean, it was like it was like a third of a book or something. They were coming out frequently. Like it was a yeah. it was a broken up series, and you ended up getting a pretty good deal for your money. But the fact it, is that it's microtransactions. If you can convince people to pay a little bit over a long period of time, you can yeah, make it, more money. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think there's going to be something new that comes along, but also, you know, I think, I feel like too, with a lot of people, they don't like the, just the, the, the aspect of having to wait a month for, you know, like pe- no one's patient anymore. Like they don't want the story to develop. They want to know everything about a character right away and then walk away from it. I feel, oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. It's, it's binge watching and said it's going to be binge reading. Yeah, and I think that works great for digital stuff or for trade paperbacks because, like, boom, here's an entire story, you know. And, I mean, that's even how comics are written nowadays. You don't ever get a comic book that's like, here is one comic book and the, the complete story in one book. You know, it's everything is like, hey, this th- here's a story and it's going to take a year and a half to fucking finish. Yeah, I mean, a lot of comics are written that way nowadays. But also, one of the other biggest um, 
things that encourages digital is look at what's going on with Kickstarter mm-hmm. and a lot of the new indie and self-published comics. There's a deluge of comics on Kickstarter, and they're all there's like so many that are really good. Not all of them, trust me. Some of them are terrible. Right. But this, also this, shout this, out to our this, friend Miles Greb and After the Gold Rush, who has yes. Kickstarter that's up and going right now that you guys should check out. I don't. I think it actually closed. I actually, um, I found that Kickstarter myself. Mm-hmm. And um, let me see if it's it's. Oh, you found point. it separate from uh, the show. Yeah, and I'm a oh. big fan of uh, science comics. Yeah, and oh, I dude. think he's oh he's got nine days to go, but he's like already um, two grand past his goal. Oh, there you go. So don't send him any more money. Send him threats. No, he he was recently <laughs> saying that if he get if he hits his uh, seven thousand dollar goal, he'll actually have issue three up. Oh really? Oh. I saw it the other night, and he was saying he almost had issue two ready to go. So go give him money. You can go back and listen to our episode where we interview Miles, and he's a really cool guy, and he deserves your money to make his comic book come to life. So, Ellis? Yes? Go to Miles' house right now. All right. Okay, thanks. <laughs> but, um... So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff on online. But that's what I think. I think there'll always be people who will make their own comics. But I think as far as like the big publishers go, I can see them eventually being like, you know what? This isn't actually worth it. Printed comics? No, I agree with that. Publishers will phase them out. And it'll be it'll be a narrowed down line. DC's already testing it out. They're putting so much of their stuff, their old back catalog online, yeah. and they're finding that it sells like crazy. Yeah. Well, that yeah, I mean, because it, it opens you up to a whole new market and these new kind of books like Batgirl and Gotham Academy, which are definitely cracking open to a different audience and getting new readers in that way. And it's most of those comics sell digitally. For sure. And also take a look at I mean, they can have steam summer sales with some of their their back catalog as well. Yeah. They could put the entire run of something that had 55 issues out there for like 20 bucks. Yeah, well, as we're recording this, they're doing a giant uh, back-to-school sale on the animated Batman books. Everything's mm-hmm. like 99 cents. Exactly. And which will be over by favorites. the time you hear this, but yeah. So I think – so I mean so we pretty much agree. Physical is going to eventually die out, which is a shame. I love physical comics. The majority of things I own in my house are physical comics and toys, but – What kind of toys? Action figures. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's not what I was thinking. Well, I, I bet it wasn't when you think about me, sir. I bet it wasn't. <laughs> um, your opinions, Kay? Uh, on the digital and physical? Yeah. Um, I mean, I like having my physical copies because... Stop doing that, you fucking weirdo. Um, yeah, I like having my digital copies... Because it takes up less space. If I, like, for instance, I love Catwoman. I love Nightwing. I love, you know, the character Starfire, not the comic. And the fact that it's based in Key West. I buy those physical copies because I appreciate that character. And I love that character. I'm not just going to go buy issue Batman number one. Because I think it's going to make me money one day. Mm -hmm. Because Batman sucks. But where do you see this going in the future? Um, I don't see it, like you said, like with Disney where they're like, oh, I'm going to save so much more money by, you know, not having to waste it on ink and paper and printing it up. It's all going to become digital, I think. Yeah. 
All right, then. Well. Nobody's really going to argue that Batman doesn't suck. I mean, Did but the, I really you're just a crazy... No, you're just a... <laughs> You're a crazy person. Everyone knows. She tried saying earlier that Batman was a C-list character. So, oh, exactly, exactly. Chicago is now a no-fly zone for you. Um, you do realize that it's to get under your skin, and it does. So, oh, I'm fine. I didn't even argue with you. That's why I wasn't gonna rise to it. What's that? <laughs> so that's why I wasn't gonna rise to it. That's right. You just have to let the crazy people say their crazy things and go about their day. It's a good lesson for you to learn, Ellis, when you do decide to marry somebody. It's <laughs> when you're tree people. <laughs> wow. Wow. So you heard it here first, exclusive. Uh, comic books are going away forever, and they're going to kick down your doors and take them away from you, along with your guns and freedom. So, shout out to that. No? Okay, so, what we're going to do now, does anyone else have anything they want to add to the uh, digital versus physical conversation? Let's just add yeah. a bunch of data to it. That sounds good. Yeah. Let's add a bunch of dead air to it. You could always uh, convince people to continue the conversation on Twitter. But you could. That's true. Um, not to me. Send it to Ellis. I don't care. I'm I'm on Twitter to talk about battle rap and obscure Batman comics. I don't care about your nerds' opinions about things. Um, you could though. I mean, because it would be interesting to see what other people have to say. Or okay. Twist you... my arm. <laughs> Could you put it on our Tumblr? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we could put. Right. Yeah, when this, this episode when it goes up on Tumblr, you can uh, find us on Tumblr at 80 Page Giants, and you can hit us up on there. We'll we'll do the whole roll call shout out for ways to get a hold of us at the end of the show. But if you have any ideas, it separately, and I'll put it on there. Yeah, if you have any ideas or you know opinions or or statements you'd like to make about it, you can hit us up and tell us what you think. If you agree with us, or if you think our ideas are dumb, but I do think that comics will eventually get phased out. I have a question then. What's okay. going to happen to comic book stores, and where are my recommendations going to come from? Uh, your recommend—I mean, I, you'll still have comic books to recommend. No, I, I mean, I'm saying I go to the comic book store, and one of my favorite things to do is talk to the guy who works behind the counter. Actually, the girl oh, a lot okay. of the times. I do that. I did that a lot in Maryland. Like they would ask me, "Hey, what are you reading now?" And then they'd recommend me to something that's very similar that I could possibly enjoy. And I love that. That my comic store is great for that. You know, I tell you honestly, what the way I find a lot of comic recommendations is on uh, on Tumblr. I follow a majority of comic book artists that I, I like and they will very often you know send links to other books that they're reading or other artists friends of theirs and you find about find out about stuff like that and uh that's you know i found about a few good books that way too so not only will comics be going digital but also the comic book recommendations will be going more digital i think a lot of them are i mean you got a lot of what i mean like you know your website and a lot of other places you know they'll often do spotlights on books that will, uh, which I think honestly is a better way to get the message out there than just seeing your book on a shelf. No, I agree with that. You know, when people walk into comic book stores, you know, it's just a sea of, you know, bright, co brightly colored covers. And if, unless someone's like knows to look for you, I think it, it can sometimes be kind of hard to stick out versus if you have your favorite, you know, Mike Espinos article and he's recommending a book that might hold a little bit more weight with you to check it out, I feel like. If anything, it'll give the tastemakers a little bit more power. I agree with that. Which might not, which could also be a bad thing, if you think about it. I um, get emails 
every like Sunday and Monday from my comic book store saying, hey, this is what comes out this week. Like I get a list of everything that comes out. But he's saying week. if comic book stores go out of business. Yeah, I know. But I, I'm saying the only way I know what's coming out is through right. that email from my comic book store. You know, like I don't go on like, you know, for instance, David goes through my comic shop.com. He already knows what like that's my resources, my comic book store. Right. And it's going to suck if they become obsolete because I don't know where else to get that information. I, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. But I would definitely, I I could see it happening within the next 20 years. I feel like comic book stores are a fad right now, too. Well, yeah, because, yeah, when, when the eventual superhero bubble bursts. Yeah. And it will. Uh, oh, yeah. A lot of, there's going to be a lot of, this stuff is going to go away in general. But it's going to be like the late 90s. Oh, God, I hope not. Well, hey, shout out. Maybe Marvel will go bankrupt again. And we'll have to deal with a thousand Secret Wars books. Not with that mouse money. They added a new Secret Wars book. They decided, hey, eight's not enough. Let's add another Secret Wars book and make it nine. I feel like when the whole thing, like all the, the, the specials, like, like you know, that they're doing right now, I feel like everything was originally solicited at three issues, and then they got bumped out to four. No, Marvel knew they were going to uh, eight issues. They knew they were going to do a two-month run in Secret Wars, and we were just stuck with it. No, I meant the uh, the tie-in issues. I feel oh, like yeah. they were announced as three, but now some of them are getting a fourth issue. Uh, okay, so this is part of the show where we're going to give you some recommendations of things that you should check out that aren't necessarily hot new comics. Mike normally holds us down on that front, but things that we feel like you should know about that... Uh, it could be anything. It could be comics that are from, you know, that have passed. It could be maybe Ellis wants to tell you about some hot nacho place in L.A. that's very exclusive and trendy. Whatever it may be. But that's what we're going to do now. Does everyone have a pick for something? Yes. I'm ready. Okay. Going first. Yeah. All right. Mike, is there anything that you want to throw in or? Um, main thing I want to throw in is get some of the trade paperbacks from earlier in the summer. Um, for example, uh, Red One was a great trade that came out it's okay. a uh it's a russian a russian super spy which is the first the uh the initial run from scott snyder is excellent and just today came out uh tithe which is a uh like a summer blockbuster heist type movie and they just got authorized from doing a four issue run to getting a full ongoing and where does who uh who's putting out tide uh top cow uh through okay. image i didn't know they were still around yeah wow shout out to top cow um, the book I want to tell you guys about is finally, it, it was a web comic that's finally been collected into a trade paperback and that is American Barbarian by Tom Scioli, who is the writer and artist of Transformers vs. G.I. Joe and was the artist on Godland with Joe Kelly. And, uh, if you are of a certain age group and have fond memories of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and Thundar the Barbarian and just any kind of those sci-fi meets fantasy Jack Kirby, Hanna-Barbera cartoon stuff. American Barbarian is a book you should definitely read. Um, It's fantastic. It's laugh out loud funny at certain points. And just like I said, if you were into He-Man as a kid, then you'll definitely like uh, 80s He-Man, not like that weird one they did in the 2000s. But uh, like if you like that high sci-fi meets fantasy kind of stuff, but done like in a fun, funny way, then I highly suggest American Barbarian. Um, okay. 
Um, Batman Adventures. Um, I believe it was a two thousand. That's what I'm trying to figure out right now. Two thousand three, two thousand four run. Mm-hmm. Um, I. You actually uh, found a cover with Catwoman on it for me, mm-hmm. and I read, it's issue 10. Not 2003, yeah. Yeah, it's 2002, 2004. 2003, 2004. 2003, 2004. Yeah. And um, issue 10 was a Catwoman issue, and the art on the cover was amazing, and I wasn't actually going to read it. I was just going to keep it, and I decided to read it. I was having a bad night, and um, I read it, and I really enjoy it. The it's really fun and lighthearted, and it actually made me go back and on digital and purchase issue number one, which is only 99 cents. And um, you know, the first one is free download. Oh, the first one was free download. Yeah. Okay. And um, It's I, set in the animated Batman universe. Would you like to tell everybody about it? No, I mean, I just feel like that was an important uh, okay. part of the <laughs> um, thing. And I really enjoy it. It's very lighthearted, traditional, fun, you know, Batman and Robin bickering and all of the old characters. Penguin's the mayor of Gotham, which I think is hilarious. Uh, Jamie Madison is his love interest in it, which I'm not a fan of because I'm like all pro Catwoman. (laughs) (laughs) But I enjoy it a lot. It's a fun read. And the art is amazing and the panels... It, it really draws you on. All right, so that's, that's Batman Adventures. Yep. How many issues are there in total? I don't know, to be honest with you. That's okay, there's sure. a million issues. There's not. It only ran for a year, and I don't know if there's... So 12? Maybe. Okay, so Gotham Adventures. Uh, Alice, do you have anything you want to pitch to people? Five goes. Um, it's a... It was originally supposed to be a five-issue comic, but it was... If so many people bought it to where the writers and the draw the artists were like, Oh, why don't we just keep doing this and um I think it's IDW doing it. Okay. And like it's about uh how do I explain it without killing it? It's about like a guy, he goes around with I guess he has powers of five different ghosts. Okay. Of, like, people throughout history. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about this book before. Yeah, like, people throughout history. He can have Sherlock Holmes. Um, like, Sherlock Holmes wasn't a real person, though. Yeah, but he... Comic book-wise, it is. Okay, all right. Then he has, like, a bunch of ghosts that help him solve, like, mysteries and do all kinds of cool little things. All right, so Five Ghosts by IDW, yes. maybe. I believe it's IDW. Okay. And can people get a signed copy of Five Ghosts from you? Maybe next year. All right. Like, you'll just sign a copy? Oh, okay. Then, yeah. For sure. Okay, perfect. I thought you meant, like, a legit signed. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I mean like, if people want comic books signed by you, yeah, is that a thing that sure. they can do? Yeah. Perfect. It'll be $50 PayPal, though. <laughs> $50 PayPal, and you'll sign any comic book. Exactly. Uh, okay, well, fantastic. Well, I want to thank our guests here tonight, Mike and Kayla, for joining us again. Glad to be here. You guys are becoming regular fixtures on the show. I don't know after tonight. <laughs> That's Jeez. fair. That's fair. I was saying very hurtful things to you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's the other way around. What? No, I think he was right. Yeah. Uh. 
Hurt people hurt people, Ellis. Hurt people hurt people. <laughs> so you can hit me up at any time on Twitter, and that's at SpaceHeater86. Um, Mike, where can they get a hold of you? They can find me on Twitter at Go Read Something, and they can also find me on uh, Instagram at Go Read Something, and also my articles are always on LegionOfLeia.com. Okay, and you also link the articles on Instagram. I think I see that on Twitter sometimes, right? Uh, I link actually I link mini reviews through Instagram. Okay. So I'll uh, read a book, I'll take a picture of the uh, the cover in two different pages, um, turn it into a little collage, and write a opinion about it. There you go. And uh, Kay? Um, you can find me at cat with the K on Twitter or on David and R's blog mm-hmm. on Tumblr. Eighty page giants. And on Facebook which I'm deleting soon, but other than that. Well, we're also starting a Facebook page for the podcast, 80 Page Giants. Oh, so yeah? You, yeah, yeah. Oh, the CEO, co-CEO. No, I'm pretty sure I'm the CEO. Yeah. Okay, it's CEO. literally okay, my okay, show. Right. So we'll be on Facebook on 80 Page Giants, so you can find us on there and get updated in case you're a weirdo who doesn't have a Twitter and you don't want to follow things. Alice, how can people get a hold of you and your vague internet threats? At Dr. Mantutes on Twitter. <laughs> That's true. If you want to send anything really mean-spirited to Ellis, send it to Dr. Mantutes on Twitter. <laughs> um, I want to thank you guys for joining me. Again, thank you. I appreciate it. You guys have been great. And uh, we are almost at our 20th show. Uh, that's coming up soon. So we mm-hmm. should probably figure out something really cool to do for that. And, uh, yeah. Everybody. Ooh, that'd be a nice way to end it all. Just kick everyone off the show? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fun. Go out like uh, the movie Waiting. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, you're cool. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. That was half-baked. Yeah, that was half-baked. I mean, they also yeah, did, uh, it they did it in Waiting. they did it in Waiting, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, wait, wasn't, that was originally Jerry Maguire. Um, all right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back. Next week with another episode, I believe we're going, me and UK Mike are going to be sitting down and talking about late 90s, early 2000s WWF wrestling. White Life.